Hey y'all, just wanted to throw a little note in before I start the episode. Today I'm talking with Aaron Ross, uh, but I wanted to tell y'all about this past weekend. A bunch of people from out of town came through. Tuffy Stone, Cody from Hoodoo Brown, Elliot Moss, Bert, Avi, and a bunch of guys, Carnivore Kingdom from L.A. It was a huge party hosted by Robert Jacob Lerma, amazing photographer. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you know who he is. Uh, but he had some really cool words to say at the event. Uh, you know, thanked everyone for being there. But I, I really liked what he had to say about the barbecue family and how we're all here to just eat and enjoy and hang out. Um, and I got a little clip of it. Uh, Hunter over there with the beer, Twisted X, thank you, Fogo, Joey Machado, Yeti, thank thanks you, to everybody. Lots of people to thank. I really appreciate everybody taking time out of their day to come hang out with us. Scott, Little Miss Barbecue, Caleb, Bill Scale, you know, Miguel from, from Valentina's. Can't thank everybody enough. Um, means the world to me to come hang out with us. Again, nobody's getting paid, not making any money. Me is sponsored by, by, by Snake River Farms. I, I appreciate everybody believing in what we're doing. And what we're doing is really trying to build a community of barbecue that's not as a, a racing against who's the best, who's better, who's this or that. Just having a good fucking time with our good friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all have a great time. Those words have been ringing in my head since I heard them. Thanks again, Robert, for throwing the party of the century. I hope you do this more often. Uh, thanks for everyone who came from out of town. Uh, even Leo from Truth was there with his wife. Uh, There's so many fun faces. Cole Hearted Barbecue, Girl Mama, Barbecue Tourist, Abe Delgado from L.A. It really was, uh, it was cool. It was cool to see everybody. But today I'm talking to Aaron Ross. If you all don't know, he's a BMX rider, local phenomenon, uh, owns a series of trailers called Burrow Cheese, where they make amazing grilled cheese sandwiches. As a side note, if you all didn't know, I lost an episode uh, to a card error a little while ago, um, and I decided to start backing things up. I want to shout out Javier Mercedes uh, for the cool backup ideas, because they worked out. My recorder went out during the show, and because I had a backup, we still got an episode. But Javier's a local creator, he's a video editing wizard, and uh, he had me on his show, Passion and Progress. You can find it on YouTube. Check it out. Tell me what you think. Do I do, I do good as a uh, guest as well as an interviewer? Who knows? But like I said, today we're talking to Aaron Ross, local BMX guy. Tells us a bunch of stories. He had a Lamborghini for a day, which was pretty awesome. He's traveled all over the world riding BMX bikes. He literally doesn't go anywhere without a bicycle. Enjoy this conversation I had with Aaron Ross. He's a great dude. And I was honored to have him on my show. You are listening to or watching the best barbecue show. I'm here with Aaron Ross, BMX superstar, local business owner, local local barbecue local enthusiast, barbecue enthusiast. I don't know what I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just here. You kill it. I picked a hat this morning that I thought would work best for like this vibe. Hello, darling. Let's do this. Hey, most people are wearing barbecue t-shirts. So. Hey, 
I'm ready. Where do you like to begin? Um, my personal favorite is to get a good chunk. I like sandwiches in general. That's how, that's my jam. So, I like to get a good chunk of something. Put that on a piece of bread. Okay. I like this. So, I usually start with the sausage because I like the brisket more. And so I like to start there with knowing that I'm going somewhere else. Set In my opinion. The yeah. sauce is great. I'm just about to get to where I'm going. That's like uh, when you get a good Are cookie. Are you a barbecue sauce guy? A little bit. I'll grab some barbecue okay. sauce. So we're at Terry Black's barbecue. We got a big spread. We got a beef rib. We got sausage, turkey, ribs. This is where I am doing this stuff. What's your what's your recommendation? I like the tangy. That's the sweet. Okay. Um, and the spicy. Are you a spicy guy? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm scared of it. I just did. Uh, I just did an episode of Howling Rays in LA. What is it? Howling Rays. I don't know what that is. It's like this chef who decided to cook hot chicken right. after working in Nashville right. and has now created and found like a cheap spot. So Johnny Ray's own, which is probably one of the most badass names I've heard, um, he made this place called Holland Ray's that makes hot chicken, but he has it down to a science. So literally, the chicken, the bat, uh, they call it a wash, they soak the chicken overnight, right. and then they put it in different levels of, you know, they have an awesome batter, and then they put in different levels of heat to the point where, like, once you get to, like, howling and extra hot, they give you gloves to eat. What? So you, like, Don't stretch base. And... Yeah. That's too gnarly. <laughs> I would die. I, like, love, I love the the flavor of spice, but I can't handle the heat. Well, you can get a lot of flavor from a lot of peppers. Yeah. That's the cool thing about it. Yeah. So, you've been in Texas a long time. My whole life. 33. Three days ago. Four days ago. I got Your stories were like, I must have gotten tagged a thousand times for your birthday. Well, I usually wouldn't have reposted it all that much, but recently, a friend of mine, Chase Hawk, and I share, like, we're the same exact age, six, seven days apart, and he reposted everyone, so I felt, well, Chase does, he's, like, the coolest guy in, in BMX, I'm gonna do it, so I, uh, I reposted everyone, too. Dude, shout out to Chase Hawk. The Chase lady. Hawk. He goes, you think he goes the biggest? Um. In his way? I mean, Chase, Chase does go big, but... He, it's just how he does it. It's just, he's so smooth. He's the smoothest guy. Um, Chase is also a huge foodie. Get him up here. Um, he, uh, he's at Woodward right now. But Chase is the man, I don't want to say Chase doesn't go bigger, but Tom Dugan, who lives in Austin. That's true, Tom Dugan. Tom Dugan's a little a little looser of a cannon. He's full, full throttle all the time. He, uh, I think he just posted something from those, like, there's those secret jumps. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been there once, but they like I kind of didn't pay attention where it was because yeah. I don't know if it was a secret. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean you know all the guys. I Sean know. Burns lives here. He goes big oh, in his way. Dude, Sean is the craziest dude. Craziest dude I know. But like the most calm, tame, normal guy when you're like standing there. Not that you know. I think everyone's pretty normal. Everyone should do them. But like Burns is like 
contacted me. He's like, hey, do you know uh, where I can get this uh, thing? And I'm like, like, you're not like trying to light it on fire? <laughs> or, no, Virgin Man. BMX is good, man. BMX in Austin is good. It's all good people. It's all, it's all family. You know, that's what I love about, that's what I love about Austin in general. Anything you get into, it's, it's family, you're meeting good people, people take care of each other, and it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, we, we say hashtag barbecue family all the time. Yeah. Like, it's, it's all about the family, it's all about the love, and it's funny to me because people in other states, it's the thing to be like, I'm the, this is the best barbecue, and like, to be like kind of pompous about it, you know? But here, everyone's just like, like, if the place says they're the best, they're probably not really good. Yeah, I can see that. I like that. I think barbecue is, I mean, food in general is tough. Food is hard because, that's so sweet. I, food is hard because people forget that we all don't have the same taste buds. That's it. Like, you know, like, you, like I said earlier, like, I, a lot of my barbecue, how I judge is, like, size. So like you can be the best barbecue, but if you don't have a side that I can like pair it with, it's not my favorite experience. And then it also comes down to some lines for me. Lines like lime can ruin the whole thing for me. And I don't want to say like, oh, I cut lines. I'm not that's not it. I'm just okay with not going. You know, like I'm okay with not spending four hours in line. Or but I also do have a schedule that allows me to go some places that have lines, like at 2.30 or like 11, you know, so like I can kind of miss. So I'm spoiled in that way and I don't know, I just like, I just couldn't imagine waiting in line for four hours for food. Like, and not saying that's a bad thing. I think that's a, some people love, I know people that they live in Austin and they've waited in lines for, they're like, oh, I've done 12 times. And I'm like, when do you have, how do you have that many hours? Like, that's like, that's 24 hours, you know, whatever. And, well, but I'm just different. Don't you think living in Austin helps you kind of cure FOMO? Like, because there's so much going on, oh, yeah. you just have to accept, I'm gonna miss out on something. Like, you, oh, yeah. you can't go, you go to South by Southwest, you look at the, the 10 page schedule, like, I, I'm gonna get to see one of the 50 things happening tonight. Yeah, I I agree. I'm just here, I do my thing every day, and I wake up, and I do what I think I wanna do that day, and that's it. Like, I don't worry about what else is happening. Where do I wanna be? Um, so, funny barbecue story. I tried to open a barbecue restaurant. Oh, really? I did. Before Burrow or what? Yep. Let me think. Let me see. I already lived in this house. So it's probably like nine years ago, give or take. I don't know. My friend Ashley, good friend of mine, Ashley, um, she and I, we've been friends for years. And she just was like, I want to start a barbecue restaurant. And I said, all right, I love barbecue. How are we going to go about doing this? We're going to do this together, whatever. So she goes and gets a job at Law Barbecue. And she works under John when he still was there. And she worked, she walked in, and she, you know, she's a beautiful little girl. And she was like, I'm going to open a barbecue restaurant, basically. And you guys can teach me how to do this. You know, like, John loved it. Um, they were supportive. She worked there for a year and a half. She worked when it was on South Congress, or sorry, South, South First. First. Yeah. And so she she did it. She learned everything. Well, in that time, we bought an Airstream. We bought like a you know five thousand dollar pit. We went we went all in. Well, she wasn't necessarily going to open it to compete with them here in town. You know that wasn't really the plan. Right. The plan was to like maybe get go outside of town or whatever, do some other stuff. 
Well, she was like, you know what, we're going to do it in California. I said, all right, let's do it. Big Louie's Texas Barbecue in California. She had a dog named Louie. We're going to open this thing. And I'm psyched. And, you know, I'm more of a supporting her. I'm just excited to be able to say, like, I... You were there. You helped. You were part of it. Well, I'm part of a barbecue restaurant, which is what I want. You know, it's yeah. a dream of mine to own. There's a handful of things I would think it'd be cool to own. And they're all, they're all ridiculous. Barbecue restaurant, ice cream shop, and a donut shop. And grilled cheese is up there too, you know? Like, I'm like, pizza place. Like, I want to own, I like to say I like to own, I want to own fun foods, fun places. I'm yeah. not trying to be like sushi guy, you know? I'm like, where can I have fun? Where can you get dirty? So anyways, I was just excited. I was, you know, well... She got out to California. The airstream or the, the food trailer, food truck balls were just not there yet. They weren't what we had here, where it was a little easier at that time. Get going. California's expensive. You know, one thing led to another. The trailer ended up sitting. She did a couple catering events. The trailer ended up sitting, and it just never happened. And we ended up back. The trailer though ended up back in Austin and became the first Burrow trailer at um, Circuit of Mary's at, at um, wow. X Games downtown. So the, it was funny, we're about to do X Games, we're like three weeks away, we need another unit, and we we don't know what to do. And I was like, well, hey, randomly, I own this Airstream that's in California. It's in San Diego. And, and, uh, and you know, my business partner was like, what? Like, why? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's a food trailer already. You're like, I don't know. So X Games is about to happen, and my friend, my team manager at the time, was like, well, I'm driving to Texas for the X Games. And I said, hey, what do you think about hitch, hitch, hitching a trailer to the back of your car and driving it in the Etnies van? Because the Etnies vans are all, you know, diesel or whatever, they can handle it. And so he was like, really? And I was like, what do you think? Like, what do you think about driving, you know, whatever, 2,000 miles with a trailer that an airstream trailer, I don't even know if it works, doesn't know if it has a flat, doesn't know if lights work, I'm just like, send it. Of course, John Pova, if you ever, yeah, I'll send this to you, but thankfully, he's the man. He he drove the swim, he was the swim team manager back in the day, so he drove around the 18-wheeler with the ramps in the back with a trailer and a bus. So, like, towing, it's not the problem. It's more like, I'm going to inconvenience this guy's life yeah. so hard. And um, he's the man. He made it happen. We get it here, put stuff in it, and boom, we're selling stuff at X Games. And then that was kind of the beginning of Burrow. Burrow already had one truck, but we needed another one. So the barbecue trailer became a burrow trailer and you know that's that's how it's gone. So I never owned I never owned a barbecue restaurant, but I did test out a lot of barbecue and in the time that we were gonna come up with some ideas. And Ashley did a great job and learned from John and those guys and John was a funny one because he was so passionate about it, she would tell me stories about him being so passionate about barbecue. And she would say they go to Christmas parties and he'd be on the verge of tears just like telling people like I just hope they love it yeah and I'm like people love it man chill out like they love it and uh why are you people are kind of nuts not just the people cooking it like the people who wait in line for four hours that's like, John what Lewis else? you're talking about right John Miller Miller gotcha because he worked at there the first well, year they, and a half yeah they um they overlap so I just want to make sure okay no John Miller and so she learned from John and um, but yeah, that was, uh, that's my barbecue restaurant that never got off the ground, that almost got off the ground. I mean, ideally it would have opened in Texas, because obviously 
a lot of my connections and a lot of where I could have helped more is in Texas. So like by Instagram, in my you know being able to help and be able to oh I'm gonna push this and we're gonna push it hard and I'm gonna get my friends in Austin who have like magazines or whatever help. I don't have that in California. And um, she, but she killed it. She did a great job and funny, funny story. Well, didn't happen. It, it's interesting because I have kind of a selfish reason that I wanted to sit down and barbecue with you, and that's I I didn't know, like I knew what Austin was, but I didn't really know before I moved here 10 years ago. But I, I hung out with every city I lived in had a park, so I, I had a BMX bike. I was terrible. You know, I rode with everybody. I'm funny hop. I rode a lot of road bikes and mountain bikes too. And so I've Where watched. Where from? Upstate New York, okay. Rochester. Oh, and Rochester. I lived in Binghamton. So I have a funny story about Rochester. I want to tell you this. I yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so I got here and I started looking around and I was like, wait a second, that's that like Crescent Moon spot. Everything. Yeah. Oh, that's that staircase. Yep. Oh, 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 that all the stuff's in Austin. And I wanted to know. You can tell your Rochester story, and then I'd like to know since you literally watched BMX like explode here like what where did it start how did i mean how it started in austin dude i you know there's no other place in the world besides austin new york city barcelona and california where you can drive down the street and you see the history of bmx yeah like you go to barcelona and it's like that because barcelona is a skate park you go to new york city you see a lot of like the east coast um a lot of the east coast animal guys are like Edwin De La Rosa and Bob Sherbo and those guys. You go to California, it's obvious. It's either been in, you know, a video game, it's either been skate video, bike video. It's just, I mean, that's the, that's where it all is happening. Austin, we got lucky. Uh, Joe, Joe Rich and Taj Mahalik and Sandy Carson 25 years ago thought, or maybe 30 years ago now, whatever, they thought, you know, I really like this place. They borderlined on like dread hippies. They were dreadish, they dreaded up and just thought, I want to go somewhere not cool. And they picked Austin. I mean, and I think maybe, I don't you know, I don't know the timeline. I'm so young, but I don't know if like maybe Ninth Street already existed or maybe they did. And Empire. Empire was like, or it was Trend at the time. Trend was there. And so they had the support system. And so these guys, I mean, at the time when Joe and Taj and Sandy and all those came here, they were, they were at the top. I mean, they were the coolest guys in the event. I mean, this still- is very cool oh yeah totally but at that time for these guys to be like we're gonna leave the midwest and we're gonna go to austin texas and not go to california yeah it was a big deal yeah and um and they they came here that was it people all over the world like that kind of put them on the map i mean austin already had some famous street guys that were like you know five years older that showed them what was here but then when those guys came here it was a big deal. I mean, you had the guys who, now we have a bike company out of here. And then at that time, having a bike company that's not out of California was crazy. You're talking about Terrible One? Terrible One. And so every kid in BMX, why would you not come here? This is BMX, the core side of BMX is here. And um, it just grew. It just grew and grew and grew. And now, you know, it grew into being the mecca of the world. You can ride bikes 365 days a year. People from New York City and like the North Midwest or you know, BMX scenes up north would come all winter. So people would spend three months here because you could ride all three months. 
and and then you had a city that was friendly. You have a college there that like has you know fifty thousand students with people your age, girls, guys. You're, so you could this city's alive and young. It just grew, and then the city was supportive. I mean, the city's like, yeah, Bill jumps in the middle of downtown next to Whole Foods. <laughs> it still amazes me. It blows me away. I drive past it, or I ride up to it, and as the city as the city has evolved, it's even crazier. Because back in the day, you know, you know, outskirts. Well, that was never the outskirts, but like back in the day, you would ride up and you're like, oh, this building's like dead, and there's nothing here, and there's nothing here. It's like, ah, oh, whatever. No one cares about the plane. Every piece of land inside this city, people care about a lot. Yeah. And there's still jumps in the middle of 9th Street, right off Lamar, next to like Whole Foods and like these amazing businesses with condos. I mean, for it to have stuck around, it's pretty amazing. And so, I mean, I grew up three hours south in Corpus Christi, and this was, there was, I mean, there was never a doubt that this was where I was going to be. And I was never someone who was like, I'm going to move away when I'm 18. I, I loved home, I loved my parents, it was never like, my parents lived in Austin, I would have lived at their house for the first four years. Yeah. I mean, it was just, and and then, you know, here we are. Like, it just, I, I woke up one day, I was traveling back and forth from Corpus to first, I'd come here for a month at a time, stay with my friends, and um, and then I just kind of was like, oh, hey, I'm moving in August, we got a house, and then it just, here I am. And now, I'm like four years away from being this being half my life, you know, yeah. like, it's crazy. But, it's home, what do you do? Um, Rochester story. Yeah, Rochester okay, story. Okay, so you're from Rochester. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I love Rochester. I love The Rock. I love it. It's, I love it. I don't know why. I love old industrial American cities because they, they make great places to ride bikes. Because kind of no one cares. Everything's kind of big and over the top. The architecture allows for a lot of the style of riding I really like. I have great friends in Rochester. I was always close with like a lot of the kink guys, and right. so and I've and been. not far away. Yeah, and I've been to Rochester so many times for contests and things. Anyway, today, today, like an hour and a half ago, I'm talking with my friend Dan Caller. I don't know if you know Dan is little Dan from Rochester. Um, we're just texting. We text. He lives in Austin, but he's he's been gone for the summer because it's hot, and he's he's a pro bike rider, and. And he's like, man, I can't wait to come back. I've been missing it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I go, yeah, dude. And he has some favorite restaurants here. He's like a food nerd, very healthy, um, doesn't eat meat. And I'm like, dude, can't wait. I was like, so Chalons was waiting for you. True Foods is True Foods is waiting for you. Flower, like, we're going to do this. And yeah. I'm like, get back, let's get some dinner. And he and I and I was about to. I'm listing these. I listed them like in that order. And I was about to type in and we'll grab some barbecue because I know he doesn't eat barbecue, but I do. I like went to type it. I was like, I'm not gonna be a dick. I just gonna let it go. And he goes, Guess what? And I was like, I don't know what. He's like, I eat meat again. He went to Rochester. He hasn't eaten meat in like ten years. He goes to Rochester for the summer. Um, and like, you remember Greg Walsh? So Greg Walsh like was a you know, big BMX back in the day, rode for a bunch of people, owned a couple of bike companies, helped do a primo. Okay. He owned a gym out there. Um, I can't remember the gym, Wolf Parade or something. He's like a gym guy, like UFC kind of dude, nice. um, CrossFitter. And Dan's been working, Dan's very healthy, very active, very like um, gym guy. And so Jim, he's there and he's like, and, and Greg is putting him through the ringer. And, and Dan's crazy, like every morning, eight o'clock, he's at the gym, 7.15 at the gym. 
well, I guess Greg's putting him through harder stuff. He's like, you know, get tired. And so Greg's like, you gotta start eating some meat. You need some protein or whatever, which I take it as a cop. Like he's like, he told me I needed it when I'm like, no, you've been thinking about how you want it for like three years. That's me as the meat lover. I'm like, yeah. no one doesn't want to eat meat. Um, so anyways, we're going barbecuing in like three weeks. And we, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm gonna take Dan to go get barbecue. Have you ever been, did you ever eat sticky lips? Uh, it's in Rochester. Oh, really? It's gone now, but it's in Rochester. I don't know how long it was there, but like, um, it's right near Kink, so it's like you walk, we walked from Kink to go oh, to really? Sticky Lips, and it's a barbecue restaurant, kind of like pushed as like a Texas themed restaurant. I mean, I, you they know, don't know what Texas is yeah. up there. <laughs> no, and it's it's not it's not based on what we do. It was just like that was their vibe. Yeah, it was pretty good. It wasn't. They weren't like. What I've learned over the years of traveling to ride bikes is I, I always seek out, like, we went to Kansas twice pretty quick together in a few years ago, so I got to hit up a bunch of the famous Kansas restaurants. Um, and I learned Kansas barbecue is great. Kansas City, they do it great, but they don't cook brisket. They do, and so I go in there and I, I order like we just did. I just like, hey, load it up. And I'm like, well, what about the brisket? And they're like, like no joke. Restaurant kind of like pushed as like a Texas themed restaurant. I mean, I, you they know, don't know what Texas yeah. is up there. <laughs> no, and it's it's not it's not based on what we do. It was just like that was their vibe. Yeah, it was pretty good. It wasn't. They weren't like what I have learned over the years of traveling to ride bikes is I, I always seek out like we went to Kansas twice pretty quick together in a few years ago. So I got to hit up a bunch of the famous Kansas restaurants. Um, and I learned Kansas barbecue is great. Kansas City, they do it great, but they don't cook brisket. They do, and so I go in there and I, I order like we just did. I just like, hey, load it up. And I'm like, well, what about the brisket? And they're like, hey, like no joke. I'm looking through the window. I can't remember the place. It's white window, a white wall with a wind hole in it. And I'm like, yeah, but can I get some brisket? And they were like, all three heads just turned. And like, they're paused, like still holding the knife. Do you mean, and they cut like a little bit. They're like, they hand me a little tray like this and they're like, like this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. And like, literally like, okay. So she gives it to me and I'm like, sick, thank you. Best barbecue, like, barbecue baked beans. Best, so many things. I get the brisket, I'm like, they didn't want to hand it to me because like, they're like, what are you gonna do with it? Like, what are you gonna do with it? Yeah. Well, and they make sandwiches. So they're right, making they sandwiches all chopped up. And, and, and so I had some of that, I had some of that also. I mean, I ordered everything. And it was, the chopped sandwich was like unbelievable. The like that, the ribs were unbelievable. The chicken, I mean, everything was unreal. You get to like the plain barbecue, and it was like, let's mix this with something. Yeah. And it's just funny that like we here, not saying we don't focus on other stuff, but we are based around where we do a lot of brisket, and that's like what Texas does, or at least that's what I love the most. So I do a lot of eating the brisket. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyways, Dan was there. He had to go sit through me and Canada's eating barbecue, and he was just like, this sucks. Can I get some, like, I think he was eating, like, beans. Or not even the beans, but they had meat. And Kansas get, City has, like, no sides. Yeah, they're a weird side place. Like, you can get fries. And, like, which I think is fine. Fries are fine. But, anyways, it's funny. Eat a lot of barbecue. He's like, actually, I have salads every day, and yeah. then I prepare for this moment. Well, a lot of what I do is I eat at a barbecue place, and then I use, I t you know, I take a ton of stuff home, yeah. and I make ramen, or I make tacos, or I make, last night I made, um, I had some fajita meat and some leftover brisket, and I made uh, this this dude Dylan, who's at Miller's Smokehouse in Belton. I went there because they have their own coffee roaster, and 
in this whole thing. They sell like homemade pies, like grandma's recipe, fifteen dollars for a whole pie. Wow, it's crazy. So you're just stacked up. Yeah. So I just I just got coffee and pie and everything, but then uh, Dylan, who's the, one of the sons, came out and he handed me this package and he's like, "Hey man, I just made some towel. I'd really like you to try it." And it's like all wrapped up. I was like, "It's like well, I don't want it to break because your car will just smell like beef fat." For I was like, "Oh okay, no problem." So I, I bring it home and I think it's like a, like a little ball jar, a little 12, 16 ounce jar. I open it up, it's a quart of beef towel. So I'm like frying tacos in it. Like I'm having a party. You have the best leftovers in town. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. My fridge, like my roommates love me because I'm just like, hey, like those two packages just go nuts. Like there's no way we're going to finish it all. Okay. So 10 years ago, give or take, I mean, nine, eight years ago, I became good friends with um, the Ford. Freeport, I don't know if you know who he is. They own um they own a couple of Rudy's. Okay. And I was eating a lot of Rudy's at the time, like I was, you know, twenty two years old, twenty one years old, we'd go like ride all day and end up at Rudy's. Yeah. And, okay. and yeah, like I would end up there, I would eat oh my gosh, I'd order like a pound of brisket by myself, like sausage, and I left sick. I mean I left disgusting. <laughs> I was like swollen and I'm just I, I just I had no no governor on like how to stop this. And it was great. I loved it. We'd go twice a week. I was just deadly. Anyway, so I would always post because I was always so active on social media and Twitter. So I'd just be like, back in the room, boom, 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 love it. And, um, and so I got to be friends with the guys, the owners, and they, they brought me out. We like got me some food and stuff. I lost track of where the story was going. I like to that. They had a point. Um, Something about riding and eating barbecue. And what was it? What was it? Oh, okay. So, so I, I'm in there and I'm meeting the, the owner guys, and I, or you know, one of them. He doesn't own that one, but they own some. I think they have to do with like opening in Colorado or whatever. Um. Anyways, so I'm in there and I, I was like, hey, I have an idea because I sit at the table with like four or five friends. You know, like my buddy Devin's there, Jason's here, so and so, and I'm like, every one of us eats barbecue so differently. Like, I like to make a brisket sandwich with pickles and dip it in stuff. Yeah. And then there's people like to lay their sandwich out, build it, put the sauce on it, put the top on it, and then they eat it like a burger or whatever. Yeah. Then they don't, you know, like every, and I was like, guys, you gotta do it. So now I'm giving you the idea. They never did it. Which you might do something like this. Yeah, let's go. But I think you should document, or I'm leading to two questions. One, you should document how people eat it. Because some, or how they would build a sandwich if they were gonna build one. But give them no, no, like, context. Just let them be like, well, if I was going to build it, would you fold the bread? Would you use two pieces of bread? Would you put the onions, like the, the corn in on the bread? Because my buddy Devin's like yeah. meat, sausage, pickles, brisket, onions, corn, coleslaw, all on there. And I'm like, hey, hey he's trying to close it. Like the George Sandler wall. So, and I was like, hey, you guys should do film straight up and like, 25 people how they do it because some people would be like some people just like take a bite and take a bite you know like, there's so many different ways and i think that was always really interesting how 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 people eat it so what is the weirdest person that you've ever seen eating barbecue like what did they do where you were like that's a weird combo or that's a weird my favorite is some of the places the way they cook the ribs it makes the ribs soft and i've literally seen people like take bites out of the bone like, like to keep, they kept the bone in their mouth? No, like the bone softens up so much that they're literally, like they take a bite and there's a bite in the bone. Wow. And they like the bone. Yeah, well there's marrow, there's a lot of flavor in that bone. And like if I could, I'd break this right open and <laughs> taste it, but I'm not a, I was telling someone the other day that 
Like, if I could chew on bones like a dog so I keep my teeth sharp, I totally do that. But it would ruin my whole mouth and my dentist would, yep. would drop me as a client and I'd <laughs>
when you go to, you know, when you roll into places where they know you, you're going to talk to the owner, you're going to sit down. So, you know, I'm, I'm rolling up with six people from the West Coast who are now world famous for coming Texas barbecue in LA. So they know all the owners, everyone's on Instagram. If they haven't met in person, they're ready to, you know. It's super chill. It's funny how Instagram works. Yeah. Like you, you meet these people like, I was just in a, I was just in a, a meeting before I got here, and a guy walked in, I've met him now twice, yeah. we've been friends on Instagram for like a year, and um, the first time I met him was, I was out riding, filming something, and he's driving by in a truck, going, like, doing his thing, and uh, he like, rolls up, and he's like, hey, and I'm like, what? Like, I don't know you. And so I go over the truck, I mean, I don't say that, but in my head, I'm like, what? So I go, oh, what's up? Like, I've never met you. Good to meet you on Instagram. Well, anyways, that was two months ago. I'm in the, I'm in Seven Flag Coffee over there. And he walks in, and we're just like, hey. And the girl's like, oh, is that one of your old friends? I'm, I'm, I haven't seen And I'm like, no, just, that's the second time I've met him, but we've been friends on Instagram for a year. Like, yeah. you're just like, we're, you're just homies. And we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. And we shouldn't be homies, but Instagram makes it fun. Social media. Well, I, you know, right now, there's, hundreds of people watching this that that's all they look at on social media is the people they like the the food they like and and i connect with people on food all the time some people will like send me these crazy like all caps i've got a seven rib i got a seven rib prime rib roast and how long should i cook it what should i do and i'm like okay take a deep breath <laughs> put it in the smoker take your time keep track of the time to figure it out like it's 7 a.m like I'm it's drinking a, my coffee. It's a funny, it's a funny thing sometimes where I'm like, man, people don't realize, like, people really don't realize what goes into barbecue. Sometimes, like, I made barbecue one year for the Super Bowl. I made like, I, you know, I started it at four in the morning or whatever, and everyone's like, yeah, this is so good. What'd you do? And I was like, I'm like, dead, dead eyes, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, is it good? Just, I hope you like it. <laughs> like, I don't know. My newest, uh, my newest addition to my stuff is going to be a warmer. You know, like the thing to keep all the yeah. barbecue in? Because I'm literally, the next time I cook brisket, I'm going to cook it the day before and just leave it overnight. Because it actually chill. helps, it actually helps the consistency of the brisket. Like most of the places you like, they finish their briskets the day before. And it's it's in that warmer for 8 to 12 hours because even though you can get it down to like 150 or a good temp to slice it, yeah. it's still kind of loose. Mm -hmm. And then when you, when you let it just sit, at that temp and cold, it somehow soaks some of that back up, and that's what gives you that jiggly, perfect like slice of brisket. I say the thing when I have this conversation about cooking, and people are like, I love them fresh out of the oven. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, no, I want them like six hours later, where they're like still soft, still gooey, but they're like firm. And it's like they're like two. So you saved the best, the last bite for the best, the best bite for last. Whenever you eat cookies too. No, I just eat. No, I just keep. Oh, you mean like the center or something? Well, you like you were talking about how you eat the sausage first because the brisket should be the last bite. So I no, I think I just like to start with the, the sausage because I don't know why. I just like to start with it because it's like a warm up. We're about to get going, and then I'm like all in on the brisket. Yeah, like I don't think it's the best. I think it's just like I just like that so much. So it's like, I, I can't just start here because then if I go there, then I have to go, I like, yes, I guess so. I want to end with the brisket, so if I start here, it, it, the math works out better. You yeah. know, like I end with like, Well, and, like you said, it's easier to see the way people eat it. But at the same time, 
Like there's no real wrong way. No, there's no wrong way. It's so it's so I mean, interesting to that's have. That's not true. There is a wrong way, and a lot of people do it the wrong way. Like my friend who is over here building sandwiches, like triple deckers with with coleslaw and all this stuff, like a hamburger. And I'm like, just bend it in half and dip it in the sauce. Like he's putting sauce on it. Now the sauce is like soaking on the bread. Yeah. But that's my yeah. But that's my opinion of what's wrong. It's really wrong. And if, if there was a definition, he's definitely wrong. Sorry, Devin. But but. Everyone has their own way. He's that's he loves it, and I'm over here like dipping all day, and I don't know. I'd like to take a pace in myself, but I don't think I am. I've done a decent We'll talk for three hours, then we'll record a 90-minute podcast, and then we'll talk for three more hours. Like, that dude, he can tell you stories. I mean, he he has a really unique story because he came back. He was going to be a sports marketing, you know, helping football teams in college, and he had this whole plan. And then he came back and wanted to reconnect with his father and be part of barbecue. And right after, and that was, like, right before his father died, so it became this... You know, it totally changed his path, and it was—it's this beautiful story, and you know, he can, I mean, he can tell you stories about everybody. It's—it's it's just really interesting to see because he's. Have you been to Louis Miller? So you know, yeah. the cathedral smoke. You would love when he's, and he's gigantic. He's not a good one. So my photo. Oh, come on. My phone doesn't want to show you. But that's my, that's us there. Oh, cool. And my wife's a great hat. When we bought the hat at the thrift store next door, it's, it's, they're just, it might have stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, there's no word. Oh, it went away. I've, I've tried the whole time to get it away. Good job. So, I'm an Android guy. So, um, so we go and we're early. We're there for, we're, she's there for a meeting, so we're, just in, we're out there. And I'm like, well, that was another day. We're like, I'm sorry, but we're eating barbecue, which, that's where she's great, and she's like, I don't want to go to the same place again. But if we're gonna go to Oakley's, if we're gonna go to Louis Miller, and we're out there, she's all in. Like she's the Texas girl. She's got the red hat on. So we're at the thrift store waiting for like ten minutes for it to open, and we get there about ten minutes early. There's no one outside. We're good. Not that I would be afraid of twenty people, but I'm just like sick. I'm literally gonna be the first person. Yeah. We go into the thrift store. We're walking around. I find this hat. Fifteen bucks. I don't own a cowboy hat, and I should. Um, I'm from Texas. So I buy the cowboy hat. We walk out. We're in there 10 minutes. They still haven't opened the door. And I walk outside, and there's like 15 people in line. I was gone for 10 minutes. I come out now, I'm in a cowboy hat, and I'm 10th in line. And then the photo worked out where I gave her the cowboy hat. She has, you know, because I think this is so funny that we're in a barbecue place, and she has this huge tray of barbecue in front of her, which is like half and half not her jam. And, um, and yeah, photos like, I sometimes like, maybe it's time to change it. It's been a long time. So like, maybe it's time to change it. Like, find a new, I'm like, this is it. This is like a photo that represents what my wife is not really. But it's awesome. Yeah. It's like so, a fantasy. Yeah, it's great. So, everything she sees it, she's like, so it's still it? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, $15 had it at the store. We're good to go. Well, you guys are living a life. You're renovating your own house. You're, the, the, the pedal everyday thing that 
you know, you, you ride your bike every day. Is that something you created? Is that like a group of people doing it? I, I haven't seen anyone else. I see the people you repost a lot. I, I kind of stopped reposting it. I still get a lot of them, but I sort of stopped reposting it because I just felt like I was posting a lot. Um, it was just something I wanted to do. I've, I've been riding bikes my whole life. I'm kind of like, what can I do? And as I've gotten older and got a little beat up, just, you know, sometimes it's a little harder to get, like, motivated to do it. Like, I want to go ride the next, but other stuff's tougher. So, well, I'll ride my bike every day this year. Yeah, I was like, that was it. Like, there was nothing more to it. And then, you know, now, as there's been a few times, I'm like, man, I'm really stuck into this thing. Like, I have to really do this. Um, and I think it's just something where, like, I wanted to tell people, like, it wasn't go ride BMX. It's like, just go outside and enjoy a bicycle. And if you don't have one, get on a, get on an exercise bike and just have fun. I think bike riding is very fun. In some ways, it can be meditating. It can be, like, you're in your own little world. And uh, a lot, I've gotten a lot of really cool messages from people that are like, hey, man, like, I haven't really ridden bikes consistently in years. And this has been really cool. And you realize, even for me, there was like, when I go out and ride a road bike, I go far. When I go out and like ride BMX, I ride for hours. Sometimes like when I go out and ride around the block, I'm like, it's not, I guess I'm more, I chase the adrenaline of it. So like sometimes freezing on the block, whatever. But then I get out and I'm like seven miles later, I'm like, great, you know, it's really fun. Um, I, I, I tried not to tell anyone what was going on for the first month or two, because I didn't really know what was going on. I just kind of was like, I'm going to do this. I mean, I've never ridden a bike 365 days in a row in my life. I've ridden bikes my whole life. I don't know. I, I really tried to convince someone the other day that there was a chance that I had, like when I was 14. But they were like, no, like, you wouldn't have rode on, like, Christmas. You wouldn't have rode on these days. Which I was like, I always rode on Christmas because I was getting bike parks. But there was days, you know, that there was days you didn't. And so I've ridden through rain. I've ridden in, I mean, I've ridden through jet lag in Japan. Like, I'm chasing it right now. It's been really fun. It's been nice to have that, like, I don't know, you just, I've done this my whole life. And it's nice. Did you have to ship a bike with you? Or? I just took a bike. I mean, I've, I've, I've always had bike bags and I've taken bikes all over the world, but it was a trip that, like, it was not a bike riding trip. So to take a bike, I'm, everyone's in backpacks. I'm, like, in a backpack and lugging a bicycle and a bag around. You can't take bikes together on trains. You have to put them in bags anyways. Not taking them apart, you get to put them in like coverings. And so, it was a it was a hassle, but I did it because I was like, no, I can't give up yet. Like I can't be like I'm gonna take a ten day or I guess two week break. I'll be back. Um, but I don't. It's been fun. I mean, it's been harder with doing the house because I'll get I'm busy all day and working and running around and getting crazy, and then like go home and I'm like dead tired, and then I'm like. 11.45 and it's not really a time thing it's just like in that day sometimes yeah. then have to be before midnight run to the store and get a soda so like get a clean bus but some yes get a clean bus so sometimes I'm just like dude I'm just exhausted and I like I'm like last night was one last night was really one I was like me I don't hey, just put the number you get here right <laughs> yeah I, well I kind of try to chill on like pushing some well, stuff it's a great thing it is I think I'm trying to get a little more like People know what's going on. Do you like Michelle Obama? Thousands of people out there. Let's go ride. Um, so I went, last night was not a long ride. I went like the whole street, turned around, I was barefoot. I was already taking a shower. I was beat. Um, but then there's days you get out and you're just like, I go to the skate park and I'm like, oh, I have 45 minutes. And then I find myself at the skate park twice that day because I'm just like, that was fun going back. And like, uh, I don't know, I just love bikes. You might, um, I'm trying to think, was this, there was, there's this crazy dude that rides BMX, and he used to crash on our couch, uh, I think his name's Isaac, and he wrote, he rides no brakes, 
from Barefoot. From Chicago. What? You know Isaac? Yeah. He was like a truck driver. Yeah, truck driver, exactly. He, like, dude, I showed him in, I showed him in Colorado, I showed him in Chicago one day. He was in sandals, like jeans, white tee, and pulled up in a Porsche Panorama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had a Mercedes one time. Like, we're all like, I thought you're homeless or something. <laughs> um, and he plays the piano. He's an he's an amazing human being. Yeah. Um, he uh, yeah, but uh, no one really knew anything about him. He came to Austin. He's I don't know. If at the end, he did for a long, long time. He owned the highest air at T1. Like oh, really? the seven foot ramp on six tree, he owned the highest air with like eleven feet or something. And he would ride T1 in swim shorts and flip flops. And um, and that's not that's not okay. That is not safe. That is bad. T1 is gnarly. Uh, so I live up the hill here, and it's a pretty steep hill. And I remember one time where I literally, we were bombing down the hill. I was just on a road bike, and we were bombing down the hill. He wanted to go swimming, and he like literally like scraping his bare feet on the ground, did like two hops, ran the red light, and just like it was like magic. He he ran the red light, a car honked at him, and then he immediately grabbed the car's thing and just skitched like took off. And it's like magic. I was like, I'll never catch this kid. There's some people that just live life in like a different, different way. You know, like I think like people think I do. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, I'm like, yeah, maybe, but I'm like pretty normal in a lot of other ways. Like, and then you have people like that. They're just like skitching their life. Like, like I don't know, but I, I, him exactly, but I want to say he was part of the crew. But like our friend Little John, he'll be here one day. We were in Florida together. He's staying in the hotel room. He's sleeping on the floor, he has yeah. a backpack, exactly. and he like leaves a note, like a little note on like the key or key piece of paper. He's like, hey man, good to see me, I'll see you again when I see you. And like he's like, I'm catching the train out. Literally catching the train, he's like jumping on the back of the train, and then he was in Austin three weeks later. So he jumped on a moving train and he's here. And he's traveling the whole country on the train. I'm not good, I'm not that guy. Like I'm not that guy. Well, you know, you've been in a, a million rooms where there's 20 guys sleeping and there's oh, yeah. fear and like it, it just you're just kind of like riding the lightning of BMX. I mean, I mean, it's just a lifestyle, and I think the like, skateboarding BMX, yeah. even motocross to an extent, like actually, like it's not like motocross. You can't yeah. say it's the same. I'm not saying I love motocross. It's great. I love motocross racing. All of it. Yeah. But they have there's so much stuff that comes with it, trailers, tools, yeah. and all this stuff. Trucks, you, trucks. You have to. I mean, you can't just you can't think of guys in California that just get to Austin on a motorcycle. And there's so much more to the whip. Being like skateboarding, it's like literally it's a bike. The skateboarding, you can go anywhere. Your opportunities are endless. You just go, and you can find a place to resupply. You can find a friend at the skate park and just live there. And I mean, my friend Brad Sims lives in Austin. Brad Sims has been to like 200 countries through Facebook. Uh, he's an amazing bike rider, he's a famous BMX rider, he's an X Games, you know, he's won medals in the X Games. But he just is like, he just DMs people all over the world. He's like, hey, I'm a BMX, so, I mean, he's like, I'm Brad Zim, I'm the man. And um, he doesn't say that, but he is. And so kids are like, yeah, come stay. I mean, he's in, the, he's in the kids' houses with their parents, and they're cooking them dinner in Russia, and like, you name the weirdest countries. And he's just there, and he's like, yeah, I've seen them all. And his story is cool because he was like, I'm from Maryland. From the bad part of Maryland and traveling the world is something no one in my family will ever do, and we had never done. And he goes, I basically got a passport, and he still got 10 passports. Yeah, yeah. He basically was like, I've got a passport, and why not do it? And so he just get, he just figures a way to go around the world. And I mean, 
The dude can write a book for days. He has stories for days. He's been jumped. He's been robbed. You name it. He is up in the weirdest country. The alleys are not a great guy. Lives in Austin part time when he's here. I mean, he spent years away. He spent years out of country. But I think that is a representation of like what the next can be or what that lifestyle can be. Like, it's up to you. You do what you want to do. And well, there's a community out there. Exactly. Like, I mean, Dan, who's in Rochester, and like, how do I know where you're? Why do I know anything about Rochester? I know Spot Coffee's good. There's a rail outside. I know the big ledges on the bay are there. I know Kodak's closed. There's, there's staircases. Everywhere. Crazy, weird yeah. architecture. Everywhere. I can tell you tricks that people have done in that city that, like, I don't need to know. I know what Chris Doyle's done there. I know what, like, I mean, you made it. It's like, why do I know anything about Rochester, New York? Or Rock? Yeah. But I do. It's just like, uh, I've never been there, but there's that, uh, the big indoor place. Yeah. In, what's that, Michigan or something? The Rays, Mountain Bike? Yeah. So like, that, but they have, a, they have a huge park inside too, right? Yeah, they have two of those. They have two different ones. There's one in Ohio and there's one in there. It's like, I, everything else about that city I probably know nothing about. I know that Rays is there. Yeah, I know the weirdest like, I like drive through places and that, uh, we're, in, we're, at, we're here and we're there and back. We're in Raven Seas and I'm like, oh, so it's like a good guy. But like, yeah. We're in Colorado. And I'm like, yeah, like, I've ridden that. Like, I've ridden that curve. I've been to that school. And she's like, why? Like, I mean, um, in skateboarding and bike riding, takes me to these places that no one knows. Like, no one knows what the alley Like, I promise you, besides the people who physically walk down the alleys every day, BMX and skateboarders know more about the nooks and crannies of cities than anyone else. Uh, I ran down an alley in LA because I was like, Wait a second, and I like I kind of got low, and I was like I was doing the camera angles yep. that everyone does. I was like, oh shit, this is this. I mean, here's that. It was like one of those kind of loading docks yep. that people go off of, and then I I went to the other side because I was like I think, and I went and there's this big kind of concrete slab, and that's a place where um, what do you call it? Not trials, uh, like the freestyling, you know, like your oh, friend flatland. does flatland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a flatland spot. I was like, oh, I've seen this a million yeah. times. It's funny, like it's just a. Uh, BMX and skateboarding are so creative, and um, I think it's great. Like people don't realize how much of an art it is, and people are like, "So what do you, what do you like really do?" And I'm like, you know, man, I don't even know. I go outside, I ride bikes, and I've been very lucky that people want to see it. Yeah, that's it. Well, and the thing that I tell people that isn't apparent or it's not overt about it is like, uh, I actually I wrote I read a paper about. Uh, non-competitive progression-oriented sports and the basic idea is like everyone's there I mean not everyone gets along perfectly but you're you're working together but it's for yourself yeah like you're you don't like that guy can do a table totally. you can't doesn't matter because you're gonna get it so, I mean you look at you look at someone like Tom Dugan and myself we couldn't be more opposite bike riders and human and or and BMX and what brings together. Yeah. There's some people like in other sports or at, like athletes or people like whatever they put headphones in and they like to work out. I think one of the main reasons I don't like to work out is because I don't want to be by myself. Yeah, I like to be with people. I like to interact. And I could go right now and show up at Night Street and no one's there. I'm gonna get, I'm not even gonna get out of the car. Like I, I'm, I'll try again tomorrow. Like. BMX to me was the friendships and the family and the community. Or like, I mean, that that was the environment I loved. And it's like 
if no one wanted to ride that day, I'll still go big shell around off for news. But like, I'm not trying to get crazy. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's what, that was what was so great about Austin. Because if you're someone who wants to run into someone, just sit. You can go to any state park in the city right now and there's a BMX event. So like, you go to Chase Hawks Day. Chase Hawks Day. I mean, Chase Hawks probably have to swallow you guys a little bit right now, but yeah, exactly. And I think that's what I love about BMX. And, and you are supporting each other, but you're not trying to compete anymore. You know, like, I think other sports, like I grew up playing all sports. And I love them. I still play baseball with the Playboys. I still play golf. I play all this stuff. But it's not the same as, like, I love better with myself. And when it comes to, like, playing on Playboys, I'm like, anyone can beat us. I don't care. Yeah. I want to hit the ball. I want to catch the ball. But other than that, like, well, and it's fun because there's a playfulness. Because it's like, you know, and the X Games, I've seen they do this, like, horse game yeah. and stuff like that. And I feel like it developed from, uh, like, I, you know, you'd be at the skate park and, and you and you'd see someone like smashing the ground 10 times trying to do something and then someone else would come by and just like do it real quick and it's like they're kind of being a dick but they're also kind of being like keep it up you got this totally and i think that's like a lot of like especially in the younger crowd there's so many young kids in town right now like a lot of people like you gotta like you gotta help everyone you're picking up everyone i think that's what's cool about action sports is like yeah, there is a competitive side now that people are involved. And racing, obviously, has always had a competitive side. But everyone's there to see the you progress as a bike rider and then also the bike riding yeah. next to progress. And I think that's really cool. Like, I think it's fun to be supportive and. I don't know, I've only ever met good people. I've, every industry has someone annoying, every industry has someone who's shitty. But I'm just I just think it's fun. Well and that's that's one of the reasons it, it's kinda of been a a theme my whole life you know barbecue is great because everyone the guys that work here they don't have time but they would love to go try all the other ones they would love to meet and, and I've, I've kind of made it my mission as part of the show to create more opportunities for people to say hey oh you're coming to town well, i'm going to make sure that you shake hands with this guy you know, this guy you know brian Furman uh, from georgia his bees crackling he's got a few restaurants now but uh, he was in Southern Living and really famous, and he came to town. I was like, "Look, you need to meet some people because, as much as you know, it's cool that he's doing this event and that you know he's, he's teaming up with Franklin. Like, I wanted him to get to to, to meet people. And it was cool because, you know, every place we went, sit down for an hour, two hours, eat some food, talk." Or the next place and that's that's kind of what i've just turned into a job now yeah yeah and it's the same thing it's like you could go spend all day at this skate park. Yeah. there's probably you think there's a skate park in the world or like a spot you can go to and not be recognized oh um have you ever rolled up and people are like hey what's up and you're like yeah i mean i think yes but it's more of like it's out of context out of context so like there's people i've showed up to some places and i'm like there and they're like i think that's him but we're in the middle of Kansas. Yeah. Like, why would he be yeah. here? Why would he be here? But then I pull my bike out. My bike's fluorescent pink, and they're like, "That's definitely him." Um, I had one guy once that came up. He was like, we were talking. We talked for thirty minutes at first. We were riding. And when I'm not filming, I'm kind of chilling. Like I ride hard, but I don't do anything. I just like jump stuff and hang around. I'm, I'm really, I'm either an all-in or an all-out person. I don't have a lot of middle. You're not trying I'm not to own the highest. No, no. Like I've never been good at the middle. Like I've never been a good like. Oh, I'm just playing around doing tricks. I'm, I'm literally nothing or everything. And that's the harder thing as you get older, because now I'm like kind of trying to find the middle. But I'm like, how do I find the middle? Because you know, it's, yeah. but it's on there. So I'm, yeah, it's on there, and you can tell that he's kind of watching me, being like, "You're not doing anything. You're not doing any errand tricks. 
And then at some point, he's like, man, it's crazy. You look a lot like Eric Ross. It's crazy. Has anyone ever told you that? And I'm like, I am Eric Ross. It's like, I am. And I think he was like, dang it. I, this, now, you know, he felt stupid. And I'm like, it's all okay. But, like, but I think that was on a trip when I was I drove by myself from Austin, California, California to Chicago, and then Louisiana. So I stopped in the road by myself. I stopped at racetracks and pulled my race bike, and I have, a, I have a full face on. So people are like, this is kind of good. It's kind of fast. He's not from here. He has like pink grip, and his bike has like his windows up, and he has like an Empire shirt on, an Empire jersey. He's obviously like a freestyle BMXer that's like kind of beating us. Kind of like, you know, they can't tell, and I, it's just, it's funny. But yeah, I always think, because I get that a lot, too, like, could, could someone be recognized? They recognize us. And as we get older in our age, like, I've gotten recognized at the airport, with, and it's always in good times when I'm like with people that were like, but if you go to skate park, most of the time they'll know. Um, yeah, like, you know, someone like Chase, that's all it's saying. If you're at a skate park within BMX, yeah. But that's what I tell people in barbecue too. It's like I don't, you know, because of Instagram, I, people recognize me because a lot of people will put a million pictures of me, but they don't put themselves. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I put myself and myself with people, and so it's not like I can still go to a hundred barbecue places and no one knows who I am. But the places that do, it's like it's so interesting because it's never. It's not like being Brad Pitt where you'd be swamped or Lucy Liu or somebody, but you get. It's almost like, oh, I have family here. Well, it also is cool with BMX and like sure with this, it's family. So it's more of like, oh, you ride? Awesome, man. It's not like this, like, maybe they want to get a picture and they want something signed. But it's not like Brad Pitt, for example. Like, what does he really do besides being a great actor? The media's a celebrity, the media's so famous. I think it's from Detroit. He won, us a, he won us a bunch of Super Bowls. Like he's the man. I bet so, you know some of them. Totally. But I don't think I don't think it's Troy Aikman on the same page as Brad Pitt. Troy Aikman, like, and not that he doesn't have someone like Brad Pitt that have a skill. Like, obviously, to an upcoming actor, Brad Pitt is, is someone you look up to. To me, I'm just like, hey, good for you. Cool. Like you're awesome. And like I was like, good looking dude. You're killing it. Good for you. But like. He doesn't have like, a talent that I'm envious of. You know, if I see a tennis player, I'm like, I don't know if a tennis player, that's awesome. Um, and so I think like that's how I see the event. It's like this family where like people appreciate that. I think it's cool to see what it is in the same time cooking, barbecue, like that kind of thing. Like people respect each other's games. I think that's really cool. And that's family. Well, and, and if someone, you know, if Charlize Theron came and sat down with us and wanted to barbecue, Austin is the kind of place where that could happen, and like we wouldn't, it's not like we would like flip out, like we just like, what's up, Charlie? So, what are you doing? Like, it, it's cool because the, the first week I, I lived here, like Drew Barrymore was just walking down South Congress. I was literally going to be like, I have a funny Drew Barrymore story, it's probably the same week, about, about 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Barrymore, anyways, go ahead. But, but that's what I mean, is like, it's, it's losing it a little bit, but Austin was the place where like you could sit down and there'd be 10 famous people in the restaurant, but no one's going to be a dick about it. Everyone's just going to be like, oh, that's cool, that guy's here. And that people are getting right, like that, it's harder to do that here, but it's still, you know, I, I've got so many people that have Owen Wilson stories from Park oh, Springs. Yeah, exactly. Because they used to hang out here. Yeah, I saw the other day, I was at Wilson, right next to the I'm walking out, well, I was waiting in line behind. 
I didn't know. I was behind the line. Hey. And I'm there, and it's Owen Wilson, Kate Hudson, and they're sitting there, and I'm just like, whatever, whatever. They get out, and they go, and they go the wrong way to leaving, so like, I had enough time to pay, and then like, ended up back at the door. And so they like went this way, and then they went, maybe I was grabbing my chance to and so I like look and I'm like, they're gonna let me go in front. I was like, oh no, go. And I realized Owen Wilson and Kate Hudson. And Owen Wilson never really looked up, kind of just kind of kept his head down. But Kate Hudson looked at me and she like gave me a look and I was like, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I was like, or maybe I just took it one more. Right? Yeah, I took it how I took it how I wanted. But the, the Drew Barrymore story is pretty funny. It is he, my buddy owns a bunch of bars downtown. Um, and Drew Barrymore is like bars are closing they were kind of getting people starting to notice she was there yeah and so my buddy was like hey you come in so he opens the door to the bar and we're all in the back we all spent all after after two we just hung out in the bar all night and so it was steering south by and she comes in and justin long they come in they sit there and we're and we're all kind of like whatever going home so our crew of guys go home we lived on like 18 minutes to tell behind the stadium, the baseball stadium. And then, like 30 minutes later, someone's like, Yeah, Drew Barrymore's coming over. And we're like, Okay, whatever. So our house is like, Not necessarily a crazy party house, but we always have people in town. We have 20 guys staying at night, like, or staying behind for bike riding. We went through there, and I am, I'm, I'm, I'm sober. I don't drink. I, I've only drank a handful of times, so I'm like, I'll wait for this. We stayed up till 6 in the morning every night, anyways. So we get there, and we're like, Is this Anyway, Drew shows up. My friend Adam's already gone to sleep, and Adam, Adam like, Drew like comes in, everyone's tearing up music, everyone's like, Amber. Adam comes out of room, his boxers, he's like, turn it down, and Drew Barrymore's in the kitchen, and they're like, oh shit. So he's like, I don't care who's here, turn it down. So then I have Drew Barrymore's hammered, and she's on the ground, they're taking some notes from like, from Chase, Chase is supplying them with some good times. And all I can remember is Justin Long is on the floor, my friend Devin's at that time 17-year-old dog is just licking his face. Like for like 10 minutes. He just lay on the ground just licking his face. Well, whatever the dog is from uh there's something about Mary. What's the little yeah. dog? Whatever. Yeah, hairy dog. Yeah, and so the dog is sitting there, Drew just hanging out. Just like hanging out, jamming, they're just talking, like she's playing drums. That's when someone came into the room and was like, stop hitting the drums. <laughs> Somehow like we have like, a weird Twenty one years old, like I have no business. Like I'm like, hey, good to meet you. Bye. I think I hugged her goodbye. I was like, later, like goodbye. But yeah, you're there. It's probably the same time. But those are those are the stories that are so interesting because it's like before you were OTs and there was a Lamborghini for a while, right? Was no, that yours I, or a rent, like someone gave me a no, someone gave me a Lamborghini for that day. Those are the stories. Instagram gives gives people like he's killing he's got a Lambo. I pulled up to a light in campus one day and the guy was about my same age and he was like rolls down the window and that's so cool. And you could see the like he was like I don't want to say bum, trying to be I'm not trying to be like he's like, man, you're like what is it? Like, you're killing it, man. We're about the same age. He like says that. He says to Drew's woman, he's like, you're about the same age. I'm like, you got a Lambo. And I just felt bad. And I was like, honestly, man, I just have a lot of Instagram followers and someone gave it to me the other day. I drive a, you know, like, I think he was driving the same car I owned. And I was like, I drive a Forerunner too. And he was like, you're still killing it. Like, it like changed this whole perspective. Like, Good. that makes me happier that you can't buy the Lambo, but that you're killing it in order to get one. And I was like, I can't buy one, but I definitely uh, hustle. Oh, and you like take talk about 
opportunity. I got that Lambo. We drove it for like 21 hours that day. You were supposed to not put gas in. I put gas in three times, and we burned up the tires. Or what? No, just like we did. Yeah, we just burned it up. I mean, we drove it all day. I mean, I drove it to every. When he handed me the keys, he goes, "Don't let anyone drive it. You're the only one." I'm over here just throwing the keys. Tina and Dom are in my. Tina walks out front. I just throw her the keys, and Tina just takes off. And. I was just like, you know, my sister did a hundred in the neighborhood. Like, I, I pick my sister up, she just like floors it. I, we, I did, I did a hundred, over 180, like nine times or eleven times. And I was think that, the toll road, or how'd you, where'd you even go to do that? 183. I just did really? it. Yeah. I mean, it was dumb. Look, this was all really dumb. I should not be doing this. I picked up my. I guess it was only six years ago because my, I, I just met my wife, which is just like, I'm not a limo guy. So here I am, like. Picking up my wife, my you know future wife, and we're and we're like she's like Lambo guy like and so we go and pick up her sisters from from Westlake in a Lambo, five girls pile into this car, five underage girls with my wife, and I'm like what are what is this life like there I have five girls in the front seat of a Lambo and we're just cruising to go eat lunch, and it was just a crazy day it was a crazy day. but the next day we go back and we go to the guy goes to tell me or he comes in pick up the car and he's like oh let's see what you did yesterday. Opens a laptop. He has a tracker, and I'm like, so you did over a hundred and over a hundred twenty nine times. Oh, the high right here is one seventy six, and I'm like, that was not the high, but oh my god, I did like one night or one like ninety. They were like this though. Two thirty in the morning on one eighty three. Um, no, they weren't, they weren't pissed. They were fine. And like, I had to pay some extra money for some extra. I didn't, I got the whole thing for free. Right. But I had to pay extra money because I put too many miles on it. So I gladly swiped the car. Yeah. And my whole goal for that day was don't be the dude that gets a car for day and dies. Right. That yeah, was yeah. it. So we actually, we would have gone 24 hours, but about two in the morning, three in the morning, we'd already been driving this thing like crazy. I just said, you know what? We're done. This is it. We've done 190 in the middle of traffic. We've done 180 on one. And I'm not like a need for speed guy, but the car asked for it. The car just wants it. And I shut it down about two, three in the morning and just said, you know what? We're alive. We're good. And we're done. And that was it. And I called in on that and like happy to be alive. Didn't wasn't the guy that like told the Lambo and like died. Um, so yeah, that was it. Got the Lambo. Do you uh, do you have other other ideas like that, or you're kind of settling down with everything now? Um, I mean, I, I drive my old the old I have that old Porsche, of course. yeah, awesome. the old Porsche, which has been kind of put on the side for a little to the house and everything. Is there um, like a you have like a club that you drive with, right? Group, group chat, so group, so it started as a group chat on the phone, and we changed into G R U P P E chat, which is like the European spelling for group, R group, A group, B group, whatever, oh, okay. which is how they staged. Cars, I think. I don't know, maybe yeah. not. Um, so they started. We just started group chat, and it was uh, it was just a. That thing's like telling you we're yeah. done. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, and so anyways, yeah, we just old, old, a bunch of old. Any car, we're not haters, but a lot of the guys have old air cooled like seventies, eighties, nine elevens, um, old BMWs, and uh, we just kind of go on these hill country drives, like out, out in the hill country, out west, and like haul ass, like jumping cattle guards and. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We've driven them to California, to Colorado. I, I missed California trip, but we, we drive them all over the country. They have no AC, no power steering. Um, they're forty-year-old cars that run great, and they're great. So we have a good time. We're kind of, and it's a bunch of BMXers that got these cars. So now we're just like riding BMX in cars with our BMX with our, with our bikes in the hood, and we just go and ride skate parks and trails and pump tracks and. 
I don't know, man. BMX's family, like like we said. So it sounds like barbecue's family. Well, yeah, and and that's kind of that's kind of one of the many reasons I wanted to sit down with you, but also just because you love Austin and yeah. the scene, and you're you're in food, and you're in you're, you're with Micah and those guys, yeah. three sixty five Austin, yeah. and yeah, I mean, we we're gonna ha- we're, we talked about this now. We're go- we're doing this. Yeah, we're gonna you know. We don't know what we're going to do yet, but, we don't know. but it'll be something. We're going to do it soon. We're going to do it, and we're going to talk about barbecue, the best places. <laughs> and, and I don't want to say the best, because I think they all have their positives. For sure. I think it's going to be the best the best places within a mile radius of downtown Austin. Like, I think that's the best way. Like, if you're here visiting, or you live here, and you live downtown, and you don't have a car, and you, like, what is the best place to go, and what are you going to see? What are you going to do? I think that's what we need to talk about. Well, one of the last things, you know, I usually interview pitmasters and food people, and uh, one of the things I, I ask is, like, you're on your own grind, mm-hmm. but we usually talk about, like, what's your method to the people out there who are trying to learn how to cook brisket and do all these things. So for you, I would say, what's what's your message to the people who just, they're an enthusiast of something? You've got Porsches, BMX, um, home renovation. Like, I, got, I got a lot of hobbies. Like you got, you know, we have that in common, and I think it's beautiful because that's like, when you when I first moved here, everyone had four jobs. Like, yeah. It was just kind of an awesome it's thing to be, yeah. Yeah, to be grinding. Even, even back when we worked four days a week, you know, now you have to work all the time. Oh. The city's expensive but like what's your message to people that are just on the ground they're they're passionate about something and, and they want to turn it into their restaurant or their business or whatever um i mean i say i say this all the time and, and i have to i have to remind myself of it too yeah I, I, the best thing i wake up every day and i just go in a direction yeah and some days like today i had a direction and some days i go and like okay i'm gonna go to burrow but that leads to this to that and my biggest piece of advice inside of BMX was always when parents would ask me what their kid needs to do, or a kid would ask me, or now that transfers over everything, it's like, wake up every day and do the best that you can do, have fun doing it, and be nice to everyone while doing it. Because the city's a lot smaller than you think, the world's a lot smaller than you think, you're gonna run into the same person again, and just be respectful. And like, I, I posted something the other day, I don't remember what made me get there, but it was like, I posted something, and he replied to it, where I, type, I don't type out a lot of stuff, I'm not very like, motivational guy i'm more of like a doer and i want you guys to see me doing so it makes you want to do i'm not like one that's like all right guys wake up this morning at 7 45 and get out there and do you that's not really my jam my jam is like lead by example or try it and not even that i think like that i just go and i think that like get outside and just think of a way to like bring people up have fun doing it and like i don't know i can have we all have bad days i can have a bad day but i tell you one thing on my bad day i'm the nicest to other people because I want to try, I don't want them to see that, I don't want my day to bring their day down. And I'm always like, I could be having a terrible day, which is not something that happens often, but maybe we all have days. And I'm the guy at the counter at the barbecue place, at Whole Foods, you name it, and I'm like, everything is great. You know what, I, and, and I'll, I'll kind of, like, I'm alive, I'm here, and I'm at Whole Foods. What's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, in the, I'm not in a dumpster somewhere. I'm not like, there's not something worse. You've seen those guys that are totally worse off. Yeah, and I, and I understand that like, and I've been able to travel the world and see poverty firsthand and like see people in, in, in India and see people in Thailand, just things where things are just rougher and it's different. Their, their level of perfect is very different than our level of like good. And, um, and I think like, 
Yeah, just get up and do you. Do what makes you happy. Like, if something makes you happy and people are bothered by that, then those people are, they're haters. Like, I, I mean, we all are bothered by haters sometimes. But to be honest, I love it because I'm just like, dude, I've had people hate on me. Dude. You're suck at riding, you suck at this, you're the worst, whatever. And I'm like, dude, you may be right, but someone else feels differently. Yeah. And that's why I'm in this position. Like, and someone. time to even talk to you about it. As someone feels that I'm not bad and they're giving me the opportunity to do it and I'm definitely not going to stop doing it because you think I suck at it. Like, I'm going to keep going outside, I'm going to keep riding bikes, I'm going to keep doing me, and that's it. And, that, and that's led into everything. That's led into life, that leads into working on a house, being motivated, it leads into, like, you know, influencing, to bike riding, to anything. I just, like, whatever. Do what makes you happy, and that's it. And I don't mean do what makes you happy and, like, forget all the rest. Learn how to make everything you do something to make you happy. That's it. My thing is, like, when someone tries to hate or someone says something, I'm like, yeah, but like, yes, I'm not good at that, but I'm also terrible at these other things. But because you know, it's like, okay, what else is new? Like, what else is new? I mean, people are like, dude, your turn down suck. And I'm like, dude, I know. They've sucked. <laughs> tell me about it. I, they've sucked since I was 14. Like, tell me something I don't know. I think the only time that's kind of bothersome is when people say something, but they're younger. Not now, this was years ago, but they were young enough to not know that I had done that. Or have to. They're like, dude, why don't you learn something new? And I'm like, why don't you go watch an old video? Like everything, I did it already. Like, or not everything. You know what I mean? Like people are like, I'm like, dude, I'm on the back end of this. I'm not needy. I don't want to learn anything new anymore. I'm like, I learned everything new. And so sometimes I'm like, yeah, man, like that's that, you know. But I don't know. At the end of the day, I just always tell parents and kids and people, I'm just like, man, go outside, have fun, be nice to everyone, and just like. You don't, and not because you should be nice to everyone because you don't know who everyone is, like you don't want to be nice to people because you get something from them, just be nice to people because it makes you happy. So I want you to like make someone happy today, support people, high five someone random, have fun. Yeah. Because there's no reason to, no reason not to bring to bullshit to anyone's life. Because you don't want it in here, so why would you? I don't mean it. I got enough things that people can, like, I'm trying to, in between homes, I, I, you know, we're, we rented out our old home, we're building a new home, we're like, we're remodeling a new home, we're living on a couch, we're like, like, I got enough to like worry about than like your opinion of my bar stand. Like, I don't care. Like, that's not, that's not changing. Like, I can't change that. Yeah, anyway, trying to keep up with kids at this point. This was great. And I will do this anytime. <laughs> I'll do this again. Um, but I'm excited to finally do this and not leave you hanging. Right, you're good. Nice. And, um, Thank you, and I'm so excited that you're from The Rock. You don't understand how much I love The Rock. Uh, I was just there, it's, uh, it's still kicking, you know? It's still kicking, I love The Rock. Like, I've had such good times in The Rock, and this is weird, that I would take my wife there. Why? There's nothing there. Like, there isn't a, but I would. garbage plates. But I would. I would. Sticky looks are closed up, so if you're ever back, barbecue's closed. Well, Aaron Ross. Hey. This was great. Killed it, dude. Hey. I appreciate it. Hey, they call me the meat man. Y'all don't see me eat man. Hit on the meat man. Y'all don't see me eat man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener, showing the hell that like a meat on the meat man. Y'all don't see me eat man.